At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Don Fisher. And today I have with me an all-around filmmaker. He writes, produces, edits, and directs. Known for his comedic short films, he has now taken his talents to feature-length films. Here today to talk about his new film, The Murder Podcast, uh, that is currently playing at the Nashville Film Festival. Please welcome William Bagley. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a big, big horror fan, and um, for I can tell that you like horror along with the comedy. Um, and this was like a a perfect marriage, man. Uh, I watched this with my wife, and we were both like blown away. We laughed the entire time, and you know, like when people say things are funny, they're like, "Ah, oh, it's funny," but like they didn't really laugh. You know, we were audibly laughing out loud. Like the the dialogue is is so uh, so great. Um, so uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I do want to ask: Is this a spoiler interview? Because if if it is, I want to ask you some questions. If not, we can go back to that later. <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, I don't, you know what? Well, it's whatever route you want to go. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. do it that way. All right. Well, I'll come around to it later. I'll come All around. Right. To it. Yeah. Um, that's great, man. Though it's it's uh, comedy is one of those things where. I, I try to write things that aren't comedic and they always end up being funny. I just can't, I can't help it, man. I'm like, I'm like, oh, but what if this happened? I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny. And I'm like, this is supposed to be dramatic. <laughs> um, so yeah, go ahead and uh, give everybody a rundown, uh, kind of the synopsis of what this uh, film uh, is about. Yeah, so the Murder Podcast is a, Horror comedy definitely probably leans more comedy. Um, it's about two podcasters who, after a murder in their hometown, they decide to you know switch up their podcast and start a start a true crime podcast because those are real popular. Uh, and the farther they get into it, the more uh, the more supernatural and horrific things become because they uncover some crazy stuff. <laughs> and, and I think what's really what's really great about this is I guess the 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 automatic comedy of it is that. Everyone has a podcast now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started doing podcasting probably uh, 2015, right before the, the boom. Um, and then that, that is the thing. You're like, oh, well, let's just, me and my friends, we're going to talk about stuff. And then you start seeing the, the niche podcast blowing up like the murder uh, podcast. And you're like, oh, man, we, we, missed, we missed, the, missed the bandwagon, man. Like, we should have we done this better. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, um, so yeah, how did this uh, this process come about? This idea come about? 
so I mean, really, it started. So I was on a shoot, and we were in Maine, um, and we were at some bar, and we were talking to this guy. He was actually our translator for the interview we were doing later. Um, but he was basically saying he'd been to somewhere recently where they put coins on like witches' graves. You know, like I don't know if it was Salem or something like that. Um, and I was like, that's really cool. That could be like a cool idea for a horror movie. Um, and and like, I, I researched this when I got home and couldn't find anything about it. I think I found like one article. So I don't really know if this dude was making it up, but whatever it was, it inspired me. Um, and I was like, you know, bouncing around with that for about a year, but nothing ever really came of it. And then I had this other idea, which was going to be a news anchor kind of doing, you know, investigating something and how that could be comedic. Because uh, I used to work in news a lot. So I had a pretty good idea of that world. Um, and then my wife at the time was listening to all these, you know, true crime podcasts like Serial and Up and Vanish and all those. And it one day just kind of clicked. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what it should be. They should be podcasters, you know, solving this mystery. Uh, and then the witch thing popped in there too, because I liked horror and supernatural fun stuff. So there you go. That's the murder podcast. <laughs> yeah. This, and I, I love the idea um, because I'm, I've only listened to probably a couple true crime podcasts. I do more of like comedians talking mm. about whatever they're doing and whatnot. Um, but like this concept is so good and so funny because it, you really, especially for me, and I'm sure half of America since quarantine has started podcasts, you oh, really yeah. put yourself in, in those shoes of like, we live this, this one thing we're doing is is really great but we're not getting any clicks so what do we do i um, mean we need a new idea and then this you know happens to take place and it's very fathomable <laughs> this is what happened and i'm sure there is some that i've probably started this way or are continuing to do that same thing where something happened in their hometown like the police aren't doing anything it's our job it's, you know I, I can see this happening very easily Oh, yeah. Well, we also, during the shooting, we were kind of relating it a little bit to, like, indie filmmaking in general. Because uh, you're sitting there and you're making stuff and, like, nothing's happening. So then you're like, well, you know, what's popular? And, like, I'm going to try to make something popular. Um, and then you try to do something that's, like, popular, but then, you know, everything gets messed up and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, it's kind of perfect for just podcast and, like, other creative avenues as well. I feel like it definitely reflects the the creator's journey of like, I'm trying so hard and nothing's happening. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> like, come on, people, look at my stuff. <laughs> and I mean, just the 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 first here, uh, the first time you hear the name Chad Thadwick, and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny because my wife's brother's name is Chad, and I was oh, like, yeah. it's a Chad. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, redeem chats. Yeah, I was like trying to <laughs> trying to take the name back. <laughs> how um, how much fun is a process like this? Like, I feel like a movie like this where you don't have to take yourself too seriously, and mm -hmm. it seems like the the dialogue was so natural that it almost seemed like you may have had these conversations with somebody else, and then just happened to record them and like, ah, right, we're gonna write these down and put them in the film. Yeah, I mean. Um... So it was super fun to make it. Honestly, it was really funny. Once I showed the screening of it to our DP, Alex Allgood, um, he was like, man, this movie is just like so easy to watch and like so much fun. He's like, no one is going to believe how hard it was to make. <laughs> and like, it was a full, I mean, it was a full on, you know, indie film. And those are not easy, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, 
it was fun, but it was 14 days. Um, you know, and they were like 10 hour days each day and everybody's there and showing up and we had a 101 page script that we, you know, had to get through. Um, and I mean, it, it was awesome, but it was, it was a lot of hard work. It's, it's crazy. Cause you look at it now and you're just like, man, that just looks like that was so much fun. They just had a blast. I'm like, we did, but it was also really, really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, I know it's a simple, like fun little movie, but I was like, it was like running a marathon. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, if I was to compare it to anything, I would kind of put it in the realm of like Superbad, the movie that like is a cult classic, everybody loves it. It's so much fun to watch and you can like rewatch it right after it's over. Um, and I feel like, I know, you know, I've asked this question a million times to different filmmakers. They're all like, you never set out to create this one thing or get this reaction, but you did get, probably what you wanted from the reaction is that it's going to create this like cult following then you know t-shirts eventually and <laughs> if somebody would have checked that with t-shirts somewhere um but yeah, i do I, I will weird. say that the that did uh the scene in um the sheriff's house where he um gets unalived i will say that i was very curious how those shots are made that looks very difficult okay which which one are we talking about exactly when he gets uh lifted up in the air oh man so you know it's uh way less complex than it looks yeah. uh basically what we did is we put we put a 12 by of unbleached muslin which is like a white cloth sort of thing that's well, kind of like off-white um but we put that behind him and then <laughs> we just had him stand on an apple box and he's hanging his feet off the edge kind of like this and then he's sitting there shaking and then i just cut it out and post and lifted it up okay. i will say it's it sounds easy but that took me three days i sat there for three days cutting it out because if you've ever rotoscoped anything you know you, you cut them out and it's not too big of a deal but because he's shaking every yeah. single frame he moved so every single frame i was tweaking the roto oh, and it, no. oh, it was three it was brutal yeah but it looks really good it looks yeah, yeah it looked great yeah we um we tested some of our stuff like that one we tested um a little bit beforehand where i was like hey, i know how we can pull this off like some of the stuff where they're being thrown across the room and stuff like that i was like i know how we pull this off but everything we did i mean it's stuff you could do at home it's stuff that i either learned on youtube or it's just like i think this will work this should work <laughs> <laughs> so i was like we're gonna try it <laughs> is this um is this one of those films where you 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 look at it realize it's great and leave it alone or is this one that you're like, oh, we could possibly build off this? I don't know, man. I mean, if people were begging for a sequel, I would love to see Chad Dadwood come back because he's a great character. He's awesome. Yeah. Ed Eddie's great, too. Um, sadly, two of my other favorites are now dead. Officer Tom and uh, Stashburn, rest in peace. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't. There's no story built for a second one that I have. But I mean, if there was a demand, sure. We'd come back. Um, it's a fun little world to play in. Uh, there is, if you're curious, you can go watch it. There is technically a Chad Thadwick prequel. Um, so we shot this short film called Boozy Snacks. Um, and it was basically, it was a day I had, I rented a camera and I was testing it out. Um, and I was like, oh, but instead of just testing it, I want to do some little thing. So I wrote this little skit and it was about a guy who's teaching you how to like cook ramen noodles when you're day drinking. 
And we named him Chad Thatwick and we start Andrew. And then I was just like, this is perfect. <laughs> this character has to go places. <laughs> so, so there is a prequel. I don't know if there'll be a sequel, but there's a little, little preemptive you can watch. <laughs> does he, does he know, uh, what's it, is it Andrew McDermott, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Does he know that he kind of looks like um, Hugh McGregor? Like that's the first thing I saw was like, he looks like the rebel brother of Hugh McGregor. Like the one that was like, I'm, Act. I don't want to act. I'm oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we posted the trailer on Reddit and most of the comments were like, he looks like Ewan McGregor, or he looks like uh Marty McFly, or he looks like uh I can't remember who else they said, but they said a bunch of people they're like, he looks like this. And I'm like, well, Andrew, you got the movie star look because they keep comparing you to movie stars. <laughs> I was like, so you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he definitely gives off like Ben Wilder vibes of like there we go, smooth talker. Uh, you know, we're gonna get this done, but like we're gonna we're gonna smoke a little bit before we get started because <laughs> this makes everything better. There we go. Um, yeah, man, like uh, this was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's 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 um, you know, every I come across this a lot with um people that I talk to, friends, or whatnot. Once uh, because I've only been in this this space for. I don't know, going on three years. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, when it comes like award season, people are like, I've never heard of this one movie that won the Oscar, this one movie. And then people do finally watch and they're like, I didn't like it that much. I don't, you guys gassed this up or you whatever, whatever. And the movies that people actually, like a vast majority of people really like are films like yours where you get to be creative, you get to take risks, you get to laugh and have fun because it's always the dramas who get held up in this high regard. And it's like, our lives are already kind of dramatic, uh, especially now. So we do need time to laugh and have fun. Mm -hmm. Well, you, uh, I mean, you, you nailed it. That's exactly what we were going for. It's just a fun movie. I mean, of course, sure, we could have dove deeper into some of like the emotional stuff, but it didn't, for this, it didn't really need it. This project was, it was meant to be like, you turn it on, you have a good time. When you turn it off, you're like, that was great. Like, I kind of forgot about all the crazy stuff going on in my life right now. That was fun. I had a good time. Uh, I might tell my friends about it. I might not, you know, it's just supposed to be a good time. In my, in my director's notebook on the first page, it like, I wrote down a little note and just said like, you know, just have fun, you know, remember why you started. And it was to make a fun movie. Right. And so- I think we totally did that. I think we succeeded there, and I'm I'm super happy. Did you um, were were any of the characters based off people you know, or were they just completely <laughs> constructed out of thin air? I think in a weird way, every single character in there has a part of me in there. Okay. <laughs> it's like even the good and the bad. Uh, no one's based off of anyone I know, except for maybe maybe the news anchor, maybe some bits and pieces of all the news anchors <laughs> I worked with. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but but um. I was like, no, I mean, no one, no one specific, uh, just pulling from like either people I've met or, you know, stuff like that, just bits and pieces from everyone and a little bit of me and each person, but yeah, just, just writing. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that uh, interaction with the news actor was really, was really fun. Like it just seemed, uh, a, lot of it, a lot of it just seems effortless. And I think that's what makes it uh, so good is that everything just kind of flowed really well. And that's, you know, um, the way that the dialogue played out, that's kind of people talk. Like <laughs> we were we were watching, you know, a teen comedy beforehand. And I was like, I did not talk like that as a teenager or in my early 20s. 
Like I think I'm a pretty intelligent person, but I'm not using, you know, $10 words when I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, driving my car. Like it's just not a thing. Um, so this one, it's, you know, stoners, but intelligent stoners because they have a skill set. They're able to kind of go back and forth between that. You can tell he's intelligent, but also like, fuck you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, all you got to do is throw in a bunch of F-bombs and it totally works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, no, that's great. That's great. Um, dialogue is something I, I, I enjoy writing it. Um, I usually, I'm not the type of dude who like says it out loud unless it's not working. Uh, it's usually just like, go, 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 go. And then I'll hit something and be like, this doesn't feel right. And then I'll go back and be like, go, go, go again. Um, but no, I love dialogue. And I mean, that's how I talk. So I will say sometimes every character sounds a little bit too much like me. So I have to go back and be like, hang on. Let me take this guy. He sounds exactly like this guy. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, um, so uh, what? Uh, I know right now it's it's playing uh, in the National Film Festival. Have you been playing it at other festivals beforehand? Yeah, so Nashville was our premiere. Okay. Uh, so it's our first festival. We've got accepted into a few more. Oh, that's my dog. Sorry. Uh, hey, come here, Max. Come here. We gotta mess up my interview. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we've gotten accepted into a few more. Um, but we haven't that like the press hasn't come out yet so i can't quite tell you <laughs> sorry <laughs> i gave her a frozen con but apparently it didn't last long enough <laughs> um but yeah so we uh, i can't tell you which ones yet but if you follow us on instagram you'll be seeing fun stuff here pretty soon <laughs> you know uh, that, that's gotta be a very um exhilarating process is all these festivals because you know, I, I, these are the, you know, most of them are the, the diehard film lovers. So you're going to get like that real reaction. Um, mm -hmm. And I have another buddy of mine. He saw it. He loved it as well. And he's awesome. also uh, a critic. So, yeah, it's you got a you got a little little three pointer, man. You got a, you got the game winner, man. It looks like. Thank you. We did a um, we did a cast and crew screening. Um, right like back in April um right once I finished the movie I had everybody rented a theater and everyone in the cast and crew came out just to watch the movie and sitting in that it was the first time I've been in the theater since COVID too right. um, oh, okay. but sitting in there with everybody and the reactions like especially when like Officer Tom accidentally shoots himself just that was so so fun to be in that theater with all those people so I'm excited I'm hoping some of these festivals we get to do in person um because I think I think it's a great like midnight festival movie you know yeah. have a few beers sit down i feel like audiences will go nuts <laughs> yeah i mean when i if any film festival that i do the first thing i usually gravitate towards is like the midnight collection or the, <laughs> the dark collection or whatever yeah that's usually like every everyone i've done that's the first ones i go to because i feel like um whether it's anything in the horror genre you can't really hide behind anything it's you know what i mean like it's more i feel like it's a little more honest mm -hmm. um and you're not trying to present something that is i don't know what i'm the, the word i'm looking for but yeah it's it's more honest it's more you can't hide behind you know pretty words or lighting it's like this is it and it's honest you know what i mean like yeah this is our movie here you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, because I mean, I feel like there's a, there's there's a lot of movies that, uh, whether it's a name or uh, 
actor, actress-wise, or director, sometimes they get kind of a pass um, because of that. And horror, no matter who's attached to it, that doesn't happen. Like the, the horror fan base is very open and honest about whether they love or, or like a film. Uh, I just left a, a last weekend, I went to a, a comic convention mm-hmm. and talking to some horror guys. And we're all talking about the horror community is that way. It's, it's more connected, it's a little more grounded. And if something is like, oh, you're a poser, they're going to be like, nah, that's, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm I'm barely creeping in because some people are like, "Your movie's way too funny." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, you know." <laughs> it's like, it's like, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it definitely. I think it definitely has um, enough of those aspects to make it a really good like cult horror film because it doesn't always have to be, you know, oh, I gotta hide behind my my covers type of horror. You're gonna have. I mean, any any Freddy movie. It's not completely a terrifying yeah. movie. He's funny. That's why yeah. he's funny. So now you're good. You're good. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if anybody questions me, I'll send them to this interview. If you're like, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> they can come see me personally. <laughs> um, so what is a what is what was your favorite part of the film? I'm sure there's a section or a sequence that was uh stuff I think the stuff in Stashburn's house, the police officer's house, worked really well. Um, that sequence, it turned out awesome. I'm super happy with that. Um, especially the officer Tom getting shot in the head. Like I, when I was editing that, I busted out laughing. Like once I saw it cut together, and then I was like, "Ooh, that's good." I don't normally bust out laughing at my own movie. Yes, <laughs> I like, but that one, I was like, "Oh, this is good." Um, and it's kind of funny too because we shot that. It's it was two days shooting all the stuff inside. And then at the end of our shoot, uh, the, the 14th day of our shoot, we were supposed to shoot the final stuff, which was them outside the house. Um, and it started raining and we had to cancel that day. And we weren't able to shoot that till a week later. Oh, wow. Um, so it's kind of crazy because like, you know, it'd been two weeks since we stopped, shot the stuff inside and then we shot the stuff outside. It cuts together great. You can't tell. Um, I love that sequence. I love the fight with Steven, the boyfriend. Thought that turned out really good. Well, Brian is an amazing actor, and he just totally embodied the witch and did such a good job. Um, I'm trying to think, honestly, I love a lot of it. I love the <laughs> Roman montage that turned out great. <laughs> it's like that's like just all sorts of stuff, man. I'm I'm really happy with it. It's good. It's a good little film. Yeah, it was definitely like at one point I was like, I kind of want some Roman right now. Like I, um, yeah, I don't know. Hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not sponsored, but get that march on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was it was really good. So, what did you want to go into a little bit? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say so. Uh, well, I did the Q and A for the Nashville Film Festival, and she asked me at the very beginning, like, how did you blend the two genres? And it threw me off right away, and I totally <laughs> messed up my answer. So, I'm going to use this moment to redeem myself. Okay. <laughs> um. I think when it comes to blending genre, the way that I actually did it without really thinking about it at the time was, and this is honestly how I write most of my comedy stuff, is the characters always take it very seriously. To them, it's not fun. You know, like right. they're in a situation that's really funny. They're doing funny, stupid things. But to them, they're not being stupid or being funny. And I feel like that is the way to blend horror and comedy kind of somewhat seamlessly. Cause you know, 
they're in a really scary situation where like somebody just got murdered and stuff like that but they're acting really silly but to them they're acting like they would you know they're pretending like this is their actual thing they're freaking out chad's still thinking about the podcast even though somebody just got murdered you know and i feel like that was a is a good way to kind of streamline through mixing different genres is as long as your characters are are fully committed to it and they're like yeah I'm, I'm, this is this is me this is real me right. then i think all that stuff plays well but yeah i redeemed my answer there because my first <laughs> one was terrible <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> no that makes that makes a lot of sense too because it is that that moment those moments where clearly you're like like what do you you gotta know something weird is going on in that house but yet you still want to try to break in and see what's going on um while also your friend's like bro like we what are you doing? Like, you gotta go, dude. Like, we're gonna die. We're gonna go to jail. Something's not right. The window is open. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's hilarious. Um, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I feel like a lot of people will enjoy the film if we can get enough people to watch it. Because it's just, I mean, it's like you said, it's an easy watch. Yeah, it's you know, it doesn't seem like it was hard to make. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't honestly like. I don't see. Um, I, I don't see what you what anybody could hate about it. Um, there, I mean, I'm sure there might be a person who's like, I wanted it to be scarier or yeah, yeah. something small like that. But like, sound solid film all all the way around. Uh, I mean, it looks great. I don't know, and I'm gonna try, and maybe you can help me with this. Sure. Yeah. Um, as I watch different films, I know there's, uh, for lack of my vocabulary, there's like a certain filter over certain films, like some are more vibrant looking and some are more like, it looks more real. I don't know how to, mm -hmm. what well, that I is. mean, it depends on what, I mean, so I'll just tell you what we shot on. We shot on, so I own a, a Ursa Mini G2, which is not a very expensive camera. I own that. Um, and we shot on that and then we shot on an array of like vintage and modern glass and then we put a black magic pro mist one eighth filter in front which that tends to make things a little bit softer kind of blows out your highlights a little bit um but really the reason that movie looks good is because i got my buddy alex to do it and that dude is super talented <laughs> uh and so yeah really the main key is just hire somebody who's really really good <laughs> and be like hey man um <laughs> But yeah, we uh, we fully embraced like the digital look. Um, the two things that Alex and I shot in the past, we both shot on film. Um, so we shot our first short on 16 together and we shot our second one on 35. Um, but with this one, I was like, you know what? I was like, we need to do this cheaper. We can't afford film and all that sort of stuff. Let's just fully embrace the digital look and, and go for it. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. Alex is amazing. That dude is, he's super talented, especially for how fast we were going and how good that movie looks. It's it's wild. <laughs> does, uh, does digital make it easier for you to go in and do things in post? Uh, you know, compared to it does. I, uh, I, I made a deal with myself that, you know, I was trying to get everything we could in camera. So like lighting on set, colors, we were trying to nail that in camera, framing, all that stuff, trying to nail it in camera. But I made a deal with myself that once I got in post, I wasn't going to be married to anything. Um, and so we shot 4.6K and I was like, you know what? I'm not afraid to zoom in. And there's one shot in the movie that is zoomed in 200 percent uh and we, when it played on the theater and the big screen you can't even tell the difference it looks great don't be scared of resolution it's all baloney <laughs> it's like, but, but yeah no so we we did um like we did some real on-set snap zooms so the little snap zooms all that stuff right i'd say 70 percent of that was was 
in in camera but about 30 percent of it was like oh you know we've kind of adapted like or adopted this little snap zoom like feel for the movie so some of those are in post because we had the resolution to do it um yeah yeah i mean i we just went for it once we once we were in editing it was like whatever's best for the movie don't be married to anything we did on set <laughs> it worked man whatever whatever you, whatever the process was going to be man it worked uh, <laughs> uh so what do you have uh i mean i, I know you want to carry this movie uh, or hoist it up for for a while but do you have uh any scripts or stories that you're wanting to tell in the next year or change yeah so right now um the main thing so we uh, brian um uh, who's in the movie he plays steven the two of us together wrote a script it's called lumberjack samurai it's freaking nuts it's absolutely wild um it, we finished the first draft of that um and right now come on. <laughs> sorry <laughs> dog. um we finished the first draft of that. We're tweaking it and going through some stuff. We're going to hope to make that soon. We're about to shoot a concept piece here in like a month or so. Okay. Um, and then we're going to try to take that around and get that to some investors and, and show them, you know, what it, look, what it could look like, what we can do. We also have the murder podcast in our back pocket. And then he did a movie as well. Um, <laughs> 15 things you don't know about Bigfoot, which is great. It's playing on Showtime right now. It's, it's okay. hilarious. Um, but hopefully we'll be doing that in the next year or so. I got a couple other ideas that I'm working on. Um, that one's the farthest along, but I, so I don't really know what's going to be next because you never really know. That one's right. a little bit more expensive than some of the other ideas. So it may be like where we're in development on that for two years and then, you know, this other thing comes around first. But that's that's the main thing we're cooking up right now. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm ready to just make some more movies, man. It's fun. Yeah, I'm ready to make some more too. I'm very, like you officially have a fan in, in me. All right. <laughs> I got um, one. <laughs> and my wife as well. There we go. I got you. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, what is it? When did you shoot this? I, I would assume that it, you probably had um, some COVID related restrictions mm -hmm. and troubles. And I know like still going forward because we don't know when this thing's ever going to go away. Uh, what are the hiccups did you did you face and like how do you go about getting around them okay yeah so we um i finished the script in january 2020 okay um and i called andrew and i was like hey man i got the script i want to do this movie you know i want you to be the lead maybe we could be shooting it as soon as like april uh and of course that did not happen because the world shut down in march um and then we kind of we're all just like well you know so i i had um Matt Dodd, our producer, was involved at this point, and Andrew. Um, and we were kind of like, well, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to make this thing. All that sort of stuff was happening. I think in May, we started to ramp back up, and that's when Luke Williams came on, our other producer. We started talking about how we could do this safely and if we'd be able to do it. Um, and by August, we decided that we were going to go for it because all of us work in the industry, and we were all shooting stuff by that point. We were back doing commercials and whatnot. Um, so we were like, man, well, if we're going to be shooting, we might as well shoot something we want to do, you know, like if we're going to be risking it anyways. So we had, um, Matt and my wife both took the COVID compliance course, uh, that the Georgia film Academy puts up. So then they were certified COVID officers. Uh, we bought <clears throat> a ton of PPE, bought a ton of hand sanitizer, all that stuff. We did every single day. We did, um, temperature checks when you got on set and then you'd write down your temperature and all that stuff. Um, we had pre-boxed meals. 
um, that my mom actually made all of those, which was super <laughs> awesome. She, oh, she wow. catered like, yeah, she catered like 12 days of the movie, which was great. And they were really, really good. But she like <laughs> would cook up food for everyone um, and then, you know, box it up and hand them out separately. And then we all ate far away, but we didn't mask the whole time. Um, and this is, so it was August when we shot the movie, it was August, 2020. Um, and it was, we weren't quite used to wearing masks for like 10 hours a day wow. yet. So it was kind of rough at first, but by yeah. the end I was like, eh, mask ain't no big deal. I was like, we got this. Yeah, like, but, but yeah, it was, it was at the time it was kind of crazy because we were like, you know, are we messing with, you know, are we going to get sick? Are we messing around too much? Is this too dangerous? Um, but really, I mean, looking back on it now, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's the, we were great. We were extra caution, you know, extra precautionary and all that stuff. Um, we also got lucky, uh, and it kind of feels, it's kind of bad to say this because COVID has been terrible, but COVID actually kind of helped us out because we were able to get a lot of favors that we wouldn't be able to get without COVID. A lot of people were available and willing to come work right. for lower rates for us. Um, I mean, like even Alex, who's one of my really good buddies and has shot two of my previous shorts, but when I told him about it in January, he was like, I mean, he's like, yeah, I want to. He's like, I don't know if I'll be able to take two weeks off to do you know, like a super low budget film. Cause he's, he shoots real stuff, like real big commercials, like for Apple and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, COVID happened. He wasn't doing anything. And he was like, yeah, I'm in, let's do it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, sweet. So we got, we got like, we got like a bunch of gear donated because people we work with weren't working and they were like, here, go for it. Take my dolly. You know, yeah. take truck, I've, so. I've noticed that same thing. Uh, I think I was interviewing someone last year and we were talking about like, you know, in, in the midst of, uh, you know the height of corona and same thing it was like it sucks but it did make things better for a lot of people in this this round whether it's uh now that we all uh are doing the zoom thing we can interview people that maybe once weren't available or attainable mm -hmm. and studios were starting to send me screener links so i didn't have to go to try to fit this, you know, time for these certain screeners all the time. I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I'll take the good that came with it. I get the silver lining, you yeah. know, as they say. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's a, it is weird to like, nah, it was, I mean, it's kind of good. I mean, I mean, it's bad, but it's, it's, it's bad. You know, <laughs> with everything, there's always like pros and cons. Yeah. But like, yeah, I know a few directors who are like, yeah, it's great. I can pitch on Zoom now. They're like, I don't have to fly to Los Angeles all the time because I can right. just do it on Zoom. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so how hard was it to, cause I've seen at least six of these type of films, how hard, especially for you being, uh, you know, right in, in this realm of comedy, how hard is it to, to not do a like quarantine comedy? Cause there's, there's, I think there's only been like maybe two comedies, the rest were dramas that I've seen, but how hard is it not to, take this experience and like create something out of it for me it was super easy because <laughs> the last thing i would want to see right now is anything to do with covid <laughs> i was like no i have to wear masks in real life i don't want to watch people wear masks on tv <laughs> yes <Yeah, it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man but hey the you know the witch wore a mask so you know yeah. <laughs> oh man um what was my next question i, I can't remember now uh Oh, boom. So I usually ask uh, a, a fun question towards the end. Um, if you were a cartoon character, okay. what would be your everyday outfit? Ooh. 
let's see here. Okay. Like Looney Tunes cartoon or what am I like? Did, am I animated? Any I... kind of animated character. Okay. So you can go anime, you can go Looney Tunes, SpongeBob, wherever we want to go. If I on, <laughs> honestly, the first thing that popped in my head because I, I like to draw and stuff like that, but I'm thinking animation, you got to draw it over and over. I would probably just wear like a red shirt and blue jeans. <laughs> yeah, it's like something super simple. <laughs> so I'm like, sweet, that's easy. I can just keep drawing this guy over and over. It'll be super simple. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I should probably think of something better than that because I would like to be more out there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I'm, my probably is something similar. Like I wear, my closet is black and gray. So I'd probably be a black t-shirt, gray pants, black shoes, black hat. That'd there be we it. go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh man. Um, so where can um, people find you on social media? And I believe I know you have a, a website where you can watch mm -hmm. some of your shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find me on social media on Instagram uh, at William underscore Bagley. Um, and then my website is just WilliamBagley.com, um, which, hey, if you want to go on there, you can watch Boozy Snacks, which is the beginning of Chat That Wick. Uh, so you can go check that out. And then we have our official murder podcast, Instagram, which is the at murder podcast film. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But yeah, any of those, I'm not really on Facebook as much as I should be because I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Social media is hard, man. I, I, I talked to, um, I like earlier today, I had a, another interview and we were talking about the same thing. Social media is just hard, man. Like you, you for one is you have to just, be present and it's hard to be present for that on a consistent basis and then you're like if i say something crazy i'm gonna get canceled i don't want to go through all that <laughs> yeah i mean I, it's kind of funny because i'm probably i probably get on instagram every day but i post maybe once a year <laughs> so that's like i'm like hey i did a thing <laughs> it's like hey i did another thing <laughs> you know, i changed my profile picture on facebook probably once a year if that like luckily i've i've looked the same since like high school so i'm like you're not missing anything I look there you go yeah <laughs> mine's the same i think since like college it's a photo of me with like a fake mustache and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, i think i'm like 20 in that yes yeah, like, <laughs> oh man so uh i appreciate you uh taking the time man this was a great conversation dude heck yeah man thanks for uh, having me yeah and I, I can't wait to see uh what you what you do in the future because if this was as great as it was, I I know that we're from the, we're gonna see your name big somewhere. I'm gonna speak into existence. You're gonna be one of these sought after um, directors, and I don't know what realm that you're gonna stick uh, to. But you know, <clears throat> if this film is an indication, you know maybe you know you get in the realms of the the Judd Apatows, you know, where you just like. Hit comedy, hit comedy, or even like you know the the Seth Rogans, where you just put out these movies that everyone wants to see all the time. Because uh, I can, I see that for you. Hey, that's great. I, that's what I'm going for. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> speak it into existence. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, murder podcast. Uh, oh, uh, once it um, the festival season is over. Uh, if people aren't being able to uh, visit these festivals, where can they find the film? Well, so uh, we're in talks with some distribution companies right now. So hopefully we'll be on some sort of distribution. Um, and if you if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure I'll be updating at least that part of it. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, here's my movie. It's on a thing. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're super curious, you can email me, and maybe maybe I'll send you a screen. Like, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, again, thank you for your time. Uh, anybody, uh, be on lookout for his, his updates because, like he said, it will be at other film festivals. Uh, so if you attend one and there's movies playing there, please check it out. It is a great time. The Murder Podcast. Um, and hopefully we talk again when you uh, you drop something else, man. There we go. Thanks, Dom. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for your time. Peace. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.